my great listeners, welcome to this next episode where we're going to talk about the day in the life of a Shetland owner. Oh, but you know what? First, I just have to share with you um, Benny's story. So Benny is my mini Shetland. He's nine years old and, um, you know, on an unconscious level, in her subconscious somewhere, perhaps, I think we're always looking for, you know, another horse or the possibilities of another horse and I actually wasn't looking <laughs> but this little guy he just kept floating around on my Facebook feed and I was like oh gosh you know and it wasn't too long after I lost my mare Mia and um he just kept floating by and I was like Do you know what I'm gonna give this little guy a home so I responded to the post and it had a lot of shares and a lot of reactions and Immediately, I'm so thankful that the owner then got back to me straight away and said, you know what, I'd love love for you to have Benny. So the arrangements were made and I went and collected him and brought him home. So his name was actually Finn and Finn, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me uh, as a pony. No offence to whoever named him. And of course, I've got Kaylin, whose yeah, stable name these days is Lenny. And I looked at him and I, I just thought, Benny, you've got to be a Benny. So we've got Lenny and Benny there, and my husband always jokes, you know, perhaps I'm going to get a mare later and call her Jenny. (laughs) But anyway, he is just an absolute bundle of love and joy and happiness. The little guy is just always happy. Um, You can't be miserable around him. You you know, he, he will just lift your spirits and bring you into his state of absolute love enjoy now I've always dreamed of having a a Shetland pony I used to uh, ride one when I was a kid her name was Bubbles and I can't say I remember having the best experiences with her in terms of partnership relationship and horsemanship but she sure taught me a lot and it was my dream always to have a Shetland in our garden uh, at home and of course I wasn't allowed in the garden was too small and we live in the suburbs of London and stuff like that so it just wasn't possible but I do remember dreaming day and night about having my own Shetland so at the grand age of 46 I finally got my my Benny and um, we're now two two and a half or so years later and I, I thought it'd be really funny to talk about him but also you know the day-to-day life encounters that we actually come across so you know he's very small he's 90 centimeters he weighs on average 130 kilograms his character is just comical and he is so independent you know he's he actually spent a good four or five years of his life being independent feeding himself not needing anybody you know really strong character he grows the thickest winter hair which is just kind of you know standard of these little guys but you know it's just unbelievable sometimes even like right now in the winter months he even looks like he's a little bit chubby but he's not it's because he's got three to four inches of hair growing around his belly to keep him all nice and snug and warm um he he when i first um brought him home he had a few health issues which i had to resolve and um to be honest we didn't have the best start because he was so independent he didn't need me he didn't want to know me blah 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 so i had to do a little bit of a a relationship building 
program there and pretty soon he fell in love with uh, my ideas thankfully but in order to do that I also had to fall in love with his ideas you know so scratches and walking together and stuff like that and investigating so I gave him all of that and in the last two years we've we've done a little bit of training I, I have him in work like between two and four days a week we do a little something for half an hour he's pretty good in the trick training now um the most recent thing that I'm teaching him is from the lay down to actually sit the lay down <laughs> again comical guy because the moment I even think down and point down and even even without those two body languages just say down he will drop to the ground and just lay there and wait for his uh, for his cookie I do use positive reinforcement with him I find uh, with him this is the best way to the little man's heart and uh, other tricks are things like the Spanish step and you know um, teaching him to do backward circles and stuff like that and I also began a little bit of academic work in hand and the groundwork position of which he absolutely loves but of course he's got the attention span of a goldfish of about five seconds so keeping him entertained and using his very very intelligent brain to just puzzle solve and figure things out is the way to go and of course always 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 making him feel successful to to maintain and encourage this delightful little character uh, his hooves are mega mega tiny I always even two years later every single time I pick up a leg to pick out his little hoofies I just have to laugh and even say out loud I love your little hoofies they're just mega tiny um so for the most part he's a great character and uh, you can see him on my social media feed he also really loves to play football football is just hilarious with this little guy so he really also in a sense, you know, my Mia, she was very big, um, 16 hands, 3, which I think is around 170 centimetres. Uh, she was um, the complete opposite character this guy. I'm not saying she was miserable or anything like that, but, you know, she was introverted. It was quite hard to motivate her and, um, you know, a lower-spirited horse. So little Benny comes along and he's like the complete opposite of my Mia um which also makes me giggle because like I said I, I wasn't really looking for this but or maybe on a subconscious level I was so let's talk a little bit about the day in the life of a Shetland owner um I also have to joke you know because Shetlanders have a little bit of a nickname they're called Shetlanders well indeed with my little Shetlander if you are, um, you know, not strong in your presence, in, a, in other words, and for the lack of better words, have zero leadership about you, or you don't have a plan, or you don't know really what you're doing, you are going to be lost with him. He will wrap that rope around your legs and make you feel so clumsy that, you know, you have to up your game. He's like the best little teacher in terms of getting your rope and stick skills better. So, you know, and that's that's renowned in the, the Shetlander world. They're really strong in character. Not all, but I would say most. And the main thing is you can just see that they're having the absolute best of best times, you know. So, 
here and there I have my little challenges but for the most part it's just you know finding and having a discussion with him where hopefully I come out as the winner on the on the on the good side still on the positive side and that he feels successful in the process so a day in the life of a Shetlander so oh boy oh boy have I come across some hilarious situations some of them you know are really quite you know avoidable in the sense of how people react uh, especially when their horses react in a certain way to Benny because he's small and he's cream colored I often joke, yeah, maybe they think he's a sheep because he's exactly the same size and exactly the same colour as the sheep at our stables, which I would say at least half of the stables horses are afraid of, mostly because they're always off in a distance. So when the sheep do come in closer, the horses get a little bit scared. They smell funny and they move funny. Well, my little Betty is kind of probably a silhouette to that. And especially if he's walking towards horses. And don't forget, guys, that white or creamy, you know, colours close to white are indeed scary for horses because horses let in such a huge amount of amount of light into their eyes. Um, they're able to see incredibly good, especially at night and especially if there is a light source or a full moon. So I believe that when they see something that's white moving towards them, it is very hard for them to focus on it. It's really, really, really hard. So Benny, uh, in, at that moment in time, for some horses, especially when he's walking towards them or from behind, they can't focus on him. Therefore, they can't figure out that it's a horse or a mini horse. Don't tell Benny that, though. Benny thinks he is a mega unicorn horse. I've, I believe he thinks he's around two or three meters tall. So it's very hard for the horses, and I get that. And, of course, I try to help people when, <laughs> when I... And, Trust me when I say this could be on a daily basis, a daily basis where I'm just bringing him from his paddock and there's two ways I can take him to the main barn. I can walk him up the lane or I can walk him a little bit the back way, which is kind of a shortcut behind the main arena into the main barn. I like to take that route because, of course, it's a shortcut, but if there's horses riding in the arena there, lo and behold, they're going to get spooky, spooky. And then if I bring him up the lane, (laughs) the horses that are in the paddocks there or even on the the pastures, when they see this little dot coming along, they get spooky, spooky. Some horses run away and some horses just make themselves all big and get starey and then do the little half jump away and then keep looking and stuff like that. It's kind of so interesting how they react. Now, of course, it's not possible for me to stop for every horse. My gosh, it's just not, you know, it's just not doable. But where I will um, kind of help out is if somebody is riding their horse or walking with their horse towards me and Benny, and now their horse starts to get scared of my little Benny, I will stop, sometimes even back away and then walk forwards again. But I will do this really also depending on the person's attitude because for some reason my beautiful beautiful little Benny brings out the worst in people especially when we're on the approach like I've just spoke about and they've got their horses in hand and their horse starts to get afraid (laughs) I've had it all guys I've had people stop please don't come any closer to being screamed at don't you dare come near me with that thing to all of the swear words in the world 
to also witnessing them now getting angry at their own horses because they are now scared because their horse is scared because of my beautiful little Shetland. You know, it, it just makes me laugh because, you know, sometimes I, I walk up to, towards our um, dune area so you can literally, from the property, ride up on a path to the dunes where you don't have to touch any roads and you can go in the dunes and you can ride to the beach and stuff like that. And then sometimes I'll be walking up there, maybe walking back and some people are on their horses, maybe they're going out on a trail ride or they're on their way back and then their horse stops and starts to spook at my bedding. And what makes me laugh is especially if they're on their way out. Now we're on our own property, we're at home. And these horses are having an absolute hissy fit, more so even because their humans are now having a hissy fit. And they're actually telling me off because my little beautiful Benny is scaring their horse. Now, ask me in a way that's going to be helpful, I'll help you. But when you start getting nasty and you're actually on the way out on a trail ride, so I'm not really sure you're going to handle... Um, that if you see something when you're off of your property away from safety and you're going to see something that's scary how on earth are you going to react to your horse there I would be super happy to use it as a training moment say okay hang on I'll help you but most times I don't get the opportunity to do that because of course I want the persons to stay safe and to not get into trouble so, and of course, my little Benny, he's not aware of any of this. He just cracks me up. He wants to boom, boom, boom along. He loves to trot by your side. You know, so it's not the pony's fault. And if you're a horse lover, you will look at that little pony and love him just as much as any 200,000 euro Grand Prix horse. Horses are horses. I have to also share with you um, an experience I had when I first got him. I, Within the first month, I think I had four different people, four different types of people with four different backgrounds in so many words say to me, why have you got that thing? Or, what are you doing with that? That thing and that that is my beautiful little Benny. He is a sentient being and he has just as much value as any other horse. It's amazing how people's attitudes shift towards things and of course don't get me wrong we can pretty much rub those comments away and those people because that's what I do um I for the most part most people are just in awe of Benny when I walk in by they're like oh look at this and I always tell them they have to call him a unicorn because that's what he believes he is and just lots of love and adoration for him, especially because his little ears are always forward and he's always looking for love and fun and games. So I guess what this podcast is actually about is people, people and their attitudes towards things. Of course, if your horse is afraid, whether it's my Benny or it's someone walking with an umbrella or it's a bang or whatever it is, if you're going to get afraid and uptight, why on earth should your horse calm down and stay with you? It's as simple as that. Worse still, you've now just confirmed that there is indeed something very, very, very wrong with my little Benny or the thing that the, that the horse is getting afraid of. We must look at changing how attitudes and the way we interact with horses. There is no good us getting afraid. And if you do get a little bit afraid, you just have to become aware of that. Relax, find ways to relax yourself like 
for example, my relaxation whistle. You can hear that in the podcast before this one. So that you, it, it, it's not actually about the whistle. It's about relaxing your body, your state of mind, bringing your horse into your calm state rather than you falling in into theirs. So Benny, he has quite the influence on all different people and horses and sometimes dogs. Dogs can't really figure out what, what he is. <laughs> Some dogs are just genuinely curious and want to sniff and they even believe he's a, another dog. So they actually want to sniff his backside, which is hilarious. But then I say to the owner, just be careful because, yeah, I, I can't help it if he kicks. I can't tell him not to kick, you know. So again, going back to the persons, they're not always thinking. Now, here's where it gets super interesting with my little beautiful Benny is with kids. Of course, he's a kid's magnet. You know, you might have kids at stables or someone who's bought their favorite niece to the stables or their or their nephews and they just come for a visit and they run towards my Benny. Now, one, nobody should ever really run towards a horse especially a horse that you don't know and especially a horse that's not yours so I've always got to have kind of eyes in the back of my head for that because it's just bound to happen probably one out of the four times that I have him with me this happens I've had little kids up to three years old run up behind his butt while he's eating to cuddle his bum now while that's a very cute thing to be thinking and doing the parents have absolutely no clue that If he got spooked or he said no, he could double barrel that little kid in the face and wow, yeah, that's great. That's their first experience with a pony. What we must also think about is just because he's little, it doesn't mean he's suitable for kids. To be honest, if I was to look at my Benny, I would say he's not a kid's pony. (laughs) He's just got too much of an attitude. He would push them and shove them around unless they really got good at their horsemanship and knew how to back him out, back him out of their space and stuff like that. Then it's not going to work. Or I up my training to five, seven days a week and really put that training into him. But hey, that's not really what he's here for. He's not here for kids. He's here for me and for me to love and for me to take care of. But he does have kids on his back. He's had f- uh, four kids since he's been with me on his back. I actually did a little restart with him. Um, his previous owner said he'd had children on his back, um, bareback. But So then I got him a little saddle, got him a little bareback pad. We did a little restart. And believe it or not, he did have a little bit of a bucky-bucky in there when, we, when I did up the girth. Got that out. Now, of course, I can't ride him to prepare him so it was kind of a hit and miss situation with the trust of one of my very good friends where we sat her child on him holding on to her for dear life and then in any case if Benny was to say no of course we could just lift her off and of course my beautiful little Benny he did his absolute best and was so proud you could see it in his face to just carry this little girl around it was just the cutest thing in the world and he's also had my niece on his back unfortunately she's six now and she's actually just borderline too big for him so that won't be happening anymore but I was just so proud and happy that she got the opportunity to do that because of course she lives in the UK and I'm in the Netherlands so you know people and Shetlands it can go a good way it can go a bad way the most part I find is that other horses in combination with their humans, is afraid of him, 
<laughs> and I, I do wonder, like, you know, if he was a different color, I don't know, like brown or um, tri-colored or something like that, would the reactions be different? Because I, I really think that his color plays a huge role in um, other horses' fears. And the final little stories I would like to share with you is, of course, when I'm grooming him, and he's all he's standing there as a good boy, tied, having his little hoofies picked, having his mane brushed, having his belly scratched, having his towel brushed, all that stuff. He loves all that. Um, while I'm grooming him, horses that walk by, one again, are either scared of him, but I usually just leave that up to the owners because, I, you know, sometimes I just got to get on and do my thing. And other times, the horses either drag their humans over, right over to my Benny to sniff his nose to check him out, which, of course, is not good either, because I've just seen this horse or pony drag its human, you know, heels into ground, drag over, so that they can sniff my horse. And I'm just thinking, well, great, one you have absolutely zero control control over your horse at home. So I'm not really sure how much control you have anywhere else. And two, what I don't like about that is quite often times when horses meet new horses, if they get into that, you know, that sniffing, hello, who are you, do I need to defend myself kind of arched neck pose, most of the time they will strike with a foreleg. Now, what I don't like about that is that my little Benny, he comes up to most horses' knees. And if they were to strike with their foreleg like that, and especially while he's tied up, it could get him in the face. It could get him in the head. So people, please don't let your horses, just like you don't let your horse approach other horses, and especially without the human's permission. The little guy has a little bit more of a danger zone, danger zone areas than a bigger horse. You know, and it has happened actually twice. One time I was sitting on my little bucket because I I actually call Benny the backbreaker because if you bend over long enough to groom him, he starts to ache your back, especially when you're nearly getting to 50 like me. So I sit on my little bucket and I had my back to kind of the area where somebody was walking with their horse and I was braiding his mane So and I had my music on. So I was really in my own little world, in my little magical unicorn bubble with Benny. And I'm braiding the mane closest to his shoulder and he starts to look right and I, I, I pay no attention to it. Lo and behold, what I hadn't noticed was that somebody was letting their horse come and say hello to Benny almost in nose contact, which I couldn't see because I was bro- too busy braiding. And the next thing I know, that horse has squealed and actually caught my back my back with its hoof now come on I I got quite um I wouldn't I don't want to say angry but you know I was like this is just ridiculous man what on earth are you doing if you own a horse then you should know exactly how body language of horses works and the reactions that they make if you can't predict that I'm afraid accidents are going to happen. And in this particular case, I nearly got my back broken just quite simply because one, the person couldn't control their horse. Two, they let their horse take control. Three, horses squeal when they meet new horses. And I was in the middle of it. So I even have more. Unfortunately, I have to have the eyes in the back of my head 24-7. 
And I also, when somebody else takes care of him, for example, when I go away for a weekend or on vacation, then I have to actually tell them, keep the eyes on your back of your head because this little guy attracts more trouble, unfortunately, due to no fault of his own, than any other horse here on these stables. So, you know, guys, so I, I thought I'd share those stories about my beautiful little Benny. That's what I call him every day. I tell him, you are beautiful. You're the most sweetest, gorgeous, cutest little unicorn there is that I know. And he sure is a little superstar. It was my dream come true to have a, a Shetland in my life. He's actually a mini Shetland. And he brings joy to me every single day. So... I hope you like this podcast and um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me via email and don't forget to tune in next week for my next episode or you can absolutely check out any of the previous episodes where I hope you find interesting subjects and have lots of fun listening. You have been listening to Zoe's Horse Bites podcast. Powered by Get Good With Horses courses and online training academy by Zoe Code.